Welcome to Following Jesus in Nursing, a podcast for nurses and students produced by InterVarsity's Nurses Christian Fellowship. I'm your host, Lara K. Kaiser, and together we'll be inspired by our guests' stories, tackle big questions with experts in the field, and walk together in following Jesus at the intersection of faith and nursing. And I remember reading scripture with her and just having this clear picture of the Lord saying like, hey, I care a lot more about who you are than what you do. Welcome back, y'all. What if you entered each shift thinking, where is Jesus already at work here? Where is he in each room that I step into? And how can I join in with his work through prayer and action? I am so excited for you all to meet our guest today, Bethany Miller. I really appreciated how in tune and ready she is to jump in with whatever Jesus is up to around her. So let's get right into her stories of prayer and more on the floor. Welcome, Bethany. I'm delighted to meet you and look forward to hearing your story today. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Could you start off with a little introduction of yourself so that we can get a sense of the person behind the voice? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, my name is Bethany Miller. I live in Richmond, Virginia with my husband and my daughter. She's 15 months old as of the time we're recording this. I went to VCU nursing school for my undergrad, and then I work at VCU's hospital. That's Virginia Commonwealth University for those non-Virginians listening in. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And what is your current role in nursing? I work on an internal medicine step-down unit. So it's a little bit of everything. Uh, It can be wild at times. We get a lot of nursing students. We get a lot of new grad nurses, any and every disease process you can imagine. So it's definitely busy and just a lot of like coming and going, different things. Great. What is your connection points or what have your connection points with NCF been over the years and currently? Not only do I work as a nurse, but I'm also on staff with NCF in the in Virginia. So I, as a student, when I was in nursing school, was involved with InterVarsity. And uh, it really just like changed my life, changed my relationship with the Lord so much. So I was very involved and I started leading a small group for freshmen during my sophomore year. But as many of the people listening to this know, that becomes a lot more challenging once you start nursing school. Mm-hmm. So I felt my time shift and the time I was spending with my nursing classmates was a lot more. And what the time I had to give to the freshmen and the other people like in the normal chapter was getting more difficult. Um, and along with that, I just started to really have a heart for my classmates and seeing them come to know Jesus. And so I was stuck between these two worlds, kind of trying to reconcile, like, how am I going to be involved in InterVarsity? I just wish that this exists, like something different existed for them. And I met an NCF staff at a camp uh, named Miriam, and I found out that she had a chapter of all nursing students. And I was like, why don't you work at my school? That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, And then the Lord was like, yeah, that's because you're going to start that at your school. (laughs) So I ended up starting a small group for nursing students. And then when I went to graduate, where it really felt like the Lord wasn't done um, using me with -hmm. nursing students. So I worked with our area director and came on staff part-time with InterVarsity. And so that's my connection and what I'm still doing today. 
Wow. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's <Yeah. it. laughs> That you're like, why don't why don't we have it here? Well, <laughs> you're you're looking in the mirror at the person who's starting it. <laughs> like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> and then uh, you all just ho- hosted a retreat recently, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we just hosted a retreat for uh, students in Virginia. We had VCU students and students from Shenandoah University come. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a good time. It was nice to meet some of the people that I've only talked to like over the phone or online, actually getting to see the students in person and mm-hmm. having them connect over their very similar experiences of being a nursing student, even though they go to different schools. And our theme was rejuvenate and just wanted it to be a time of relaxing and getting to kind of feel rejuvenated in their own walk with the Lord. And I think that we really accomplished that goal. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really nice. Awesome. Well, I would love to hear just a little bit of your origin story as a nurse who followed (laughs) Jesus. So what were some of like the key moments in your life that brought you here uh, to this point of being in nursing and following the Lord? Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to um, go into the medical field. Mm -hmm. My parents are both physical therapists. So at first I was like, okay, I'll be a physical therapist. (laughs) And then I got to high school and took an anatomy class and realized that I absolutely hated bones and muscles. (laughs) And so being a physical therapist just wasn't going to work out after that. I was like, this is not it for me. Um, So I kind of had to figure out what was next. And I fortunately went to a high school where they had a special program where you could, um, it was partnered actually with VCU because I grew up in Richmond. Uh, and they went through like all the different health professions and you got to hear speakers from the different ones and go visit the colleges and do little like labs and experiments. And I just fell in love with the nursing one. Like I just loved how personal it was, how much time you got to spend with the patients, how you're just kind of like their connection point to anything, Mm -hmm. Um, especially like inpatient nursing. And so from that moment on, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to go to nursing school. Um, that's pretty much what I did. Mm-hmm. I yeah, went to VCU, got into their program. Yeah, I just like, I love the hospital. <laughs> I I don't think I really knew what being a nurse was fully until I was in nursing school. I think I had an idea, but I was blown away by how deeply personal it is um, mm-hmm. and how much of a privilege it is that people let you into the hardest and best like moments of their lives. Like, you know, you're there when people take their first breath and their last breath. Like a lot of people will say that and I don't work with babies. So (laughs) I'm not usually (laughs) there for the first breath. You you just have one. (laughs) I just have one. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's an honor to get to be there and to get to be someone who sees a person as a person. Yeah. And that, and that just always like really struck me. So that's Mm -hmm. how I got to nursing. As far as being a Christian nurse, I grew up in a Christian family and have great parents that taught us about the Lord from an early age and just gave us a heart for uh, what it looks like to follow him. Yeah, I think definitely throughout high school, I was not involved. We were not involved in a great church, (laughs) like not to my not to my parents fault. They were trying their best to help see that church become more healthy. But in the process, it was just a very hard environment for me. Uh, It was a place where they didn't really talk about what it meant for there to be grace and forgiveness. And it was more just about what can you do to like make God love you? I think I carried a lot of that into college. So when I got involved with InterVarsity, it was just very different. And I joined InterVarsity because I was like, 
oh, I want to be the good Christian student, like going to college, like, I guess I should join this organization. Um, And I started meeting with one of our staff named Elizabeth. And throughout our meetings, just really came to realize like she was sharing with me things that were difficult in her life and being really authentic when we were reading scripture together. And I was just like, aren't you the leader of this thing? Like, aren't you not supposed to be telling me all this stuff? You're supposed to be keeping track of me. And she just wasn't. And I remember reading scripture with her and just having this clear picture of the Lord saying like, hey, I care a lot more about who you are than what you do. Wow. And that just rocked my world. Uh, (laughs) That changed everything for me. And so a lot into my like sophomore year was unpacking, like, what does that mean? And how do I kind of undo a lot of the the lies I had believed about who God was and how to reconcile like, yeah, Jesus cares about who I am and not just like what I can do for him. Like, yes, he wants to use me and like work through me, but Mm -hmm. he can't love me any less, but he also can't love me anymore. And I think that was like a big realization for me um, and put me in a place where I was like, all right, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I'm willing to do. That's beautiful. And how do you apply that piece of learning to your practice of nursing? Because nursing is a lot about doing. Uh, Mm -hmm. So how do you see those things going together? Yeah, I think that's taken me like a while to figure out. Um, Even as I have become a nurse, Mm -hmm. I all growing up and, you know, I was like, I'm going to go move to another country and just be a nurse because this is the hardest thing I can do. (laughs) And like, exactly like, this can't be a bad idea. Like, this is definitely what Jesus has for me. Like, I need to get out of Richmond. Um, (laughs) And I think the Lord is like, was very gracious to me in that, but also just continually told me, hey, like the least of these are right down the street from you. The nations are at your doorstep in Richmond. These people are here. I've given you this right down the street. Mm -hmm. And, And so I think that has been like a big realization for me of every single day I am meeting these people and taking care of people, whether it's my patients or my coworkers that are hurting and broken and need Jesus. And so I think for me, yes, I am my own power. I'm going to go to the people who need me the most. But Jesus is like, hey, I'm just asking you to go to the people who you're around. (laughs) 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 So I think that's where I get the like, okay, it's not necessarily what I do. It's just like being faithful to what the Lord has put right in front of my eyes, right in front of me to like be faithful in. Yeah. And that's a big part of who we are, I think, is our place in the world, where we live, where we're from, the community right around us. I love that. Well, I want to keep hearing some stories because I know y'all nurses have so many cool stories to share. So (laughs) what have been some moments of joy for you in following Jesus in nursing? Yeah, I have. I have. I've been thinking about this because I <laughs> I saw your question. I'm like, oh, I have to narrow them down. Um, <laughs> Feel free to share a few. So, <laughs> yeah. So I think um, one one that I that came to mind immediately was I was working a night shift, and I had this patient who was just super anxious, and no one had been able to like calm her down. She was off the charts anxious, like the type of person where you go into the room and you're like do I have anxiety? Because I feel anxious because you are so anxious. Wow. Like um, contagious. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> not good. And she like had gotten some negative test results. And so I think that was really fueling, fueling a lot of it. And she was just telling me how stressed she was. And then she was like, yeah, she was like, I just like, I just need someone to be praying for me. And I like kind of looked at her. I was like, okay. She's like, are you going to, will you be praying for me? <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah. Um, 
do you want to do that right now? And she was like, oh, I've been waiting for, I've, I, yes, I just need someone to do that right now. And Aww. so I, just, I was just in there for like 20 minutes and me and her were like praying. <laughs> and then she said, she was like, I feel so much better. Like I feel so much more at peace. I feel so much more calm. Yeah. And like her opening that door and feeling like the spirit be like, yep, you're going to jump on that right there. I think with such a joy. I love that. I love that you actually prayed with her on the spot right there out loud. That's instead of, you know, I mean, some of us just, if we're busy or something, you could have easily been like, I have other tasks to complete yeah. and other patients to see. I'll, I'll be praying for you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love that you took the time to do that with her right there. Yeah. So that was, that was a really cool um, moment of joy. Um, another one that um, really comes to mind is actually when I was in nursing school. So I, had had like a very hard semester this particular semester and just just felt like I was having a hard time seeing the Lord be faithful in things and like follow through on on um, promises that he had made not just to me but to others around me so I had like this very just a difficult life circumstance at that point and I was doing a rotation on the mother infant unit which we've already established is not my thing <laughs> <laughs> so I was not um love kids, not super into like helping them enter the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had a patient and she did not know she was pregnant until she arrived at the hospital and was in labor, which still blows my mind. Wow. Isn't there like a TV show about that or something? There is. And I'm still <laughs> to this day shocked that it happens after like going through the experience myself. But yeah, it does. Um, yeah. My wow. instructor is like, denial is a very powerful thing. It's like, okay. Yeah. So she had this baby and she had now like been recovering and she was just like I can't I don't know what I'm gonna do with this kid like I I was not expecting to have a baby she was young she was not in a place to, like have a child wow. um, and so she was like I just need some time to like rest and think can you take the baby because no, like normally the babies now like stay in the room with the moms mm -hmm. and so I was like, yeah, sure. So for 12 hours, me and this baby were just together and I, you know, watched her turn one day old and Aww. I just like prayed for her and was just so heartbroken over the fact that I didn't know it was going to happen to this beautiful little girl. It was just really tough. Um, so I was like praying for her. I was just praying that, you know, she would be loved and she would have people who could point her to the Lord and all that good stuff. And, and so left for the day. And then you just, you just don't know what's going to happen to the patients. Um, that's a big part of nursing too. So you just kind of have to like, let it, let it be up to the Lord. And I had told like my mom and my sister about this baby, just because it was like, so on my heart, I just like could not get this little girl like off of my mind. So I kind of sat there for a couple weeks. And then um, two weeks later, like out of the blue, my sister calls me and she's like, Hey, um, Bethany, I have some questions for you. It's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that baby that, um, you were holding a couple weeks ago. Did she already have a name? She was like, was her name Ava? Mm -hmm. And I just like was stopped dead in my tracks because that's what the mom had named the baby. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. And I just hear like crying on the other end of the phone. And um, my sister's small group leader from church said to me like, Bethany, this is, this is Brittany on the phone. Um, you were holding my baby. And I found out that um, they were in the process of adopting and the mom had picked them to adopt this little girl. Wow. Um, and so 
where they were like all crying on the phone. Yeah, I'm um, crying. And so like, <laughs> yeah. And so this girl, like this little sweet baby that I like prayed over and like journaled about and like was going to like a family that I knew would like love her and care for her and like point her to the Lord. And I felt like in that moment, like the Lord just saying, I am so faithful. This is how I like, I do hear your prayers. Like I do take care of you. Like just like I took care of Ava, like I will take care of like everything else, um, whether you get to see it or not. Um, And so just a huge moment of joy, a huge moment of getting to see the Lord like move in a very like personal and powerful way that I'll never forget. So now this little girl is six years old and I've gotten to see her like grow up and be in a family and it's absolutely beautiful. Wow. That is just a wild, incredible story. And it it really strikes me that you, you know, like I think a lot of people think of spiritual disciplines or things that grow them in their faith. Maybe these, like you plan a retreat or you go to an event or something and you just showed up as a student to your clinical rotation, right? And (laughs) you just held a baby and prayed for 12 Mm -hmm. hours and that is how the Lord has spoken to you and shown his promises to you. That is incredible on so many levels. Um, Thanks for sharing that. And uh, we'll kind of turn into some more stories about um, how has Jesus met you in some of the hardest moments of nursing? Yeah. So, you know, we're taking a real, (laughs) a real 180 here. I know. Um, Yeah. As much as I feel like there is so much joy and like special moments in nursing, um, there's a lot of hard stuff. Um, I, I think, I think of like two things and I'll I'll start with one because I feel like it's just a relatable thing. And then I'll end with something that I feel like is a little bit more applicable. Um, so the first thing I feel like would obviously be, uh, recently like going through COVID as a nurse. So I, um, my unit is an inpatient medicine step-down unit. COVID's kind of like our thing. Um, and, and step down means that like, you're not the ICU, but you're not like the general floor. So you live in this very gray area. Um, and in COVID that gray area just got like way more gray. Um, and it was, it was an incredibly like stressful time. I mean, you're going in like the first, I remember the progression of like, okay, we think there might be this virus. And then the first patient arriving and just like not knowing what was going to happen and not knowing like, are these people all going to like, am I going to walk in and is everyone going to die today? Like, cause that's like kind of how, how it felt like it was going um, at some points. So it was just very stressful. Um, it was very difficult. You felt like, I felt like I was at the end of myself, like, I, you know, I had my friends who were like, man, like quarantine's great. Like <laughs> we all get to stay home and hang out with each other. And we're like quarantining with our like friend group. And I was like, well, I'm at the hospital, like trying to keep people alive. Like this isn't really fun for me. Um, mm-hmm. It just felt like a lot, a lot more real. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, as it went on, like, obviously it's, it's not what it was like three years ago, which, which is wonderful, but yeah, it was really, it was really stressful. And I think like in that time, um, the only thing that gave me any sort of like comfort was knowing that 
at the end of the day, like Jesus knows what's going to happen. Like Jesus knows what's going to, what my day is going to look like. Jesus knows like which patients are not going to make it. Jesus like knows which ones are going to make miraculous recoveries. Like, and that anything that I do or don't do, like Jesus already knows. Um, and so I think that really anchored me and, um, put me in a place where I was able to not only like take care of patients, but also my coworkers. I think as much as I felt like unsettled and anxious, um, in my own heart, like I felt like I had the tools to deal with that in a way that a lot of my coworkers did not. And so, you know, I felt like I was going crazy inside, but looked like cool as a cucumber (laughs) to some of these (laughs) other, other people. And so I think being able to be, um, that presence on the unit and be like, Hey, you know, it's okay. And, and then that opens up a lot of doors. Like, why are you feeling calm? Like, why does this not freak you out? Like, why Mm. are you not like scared to go in these rooms or like scared that you might get COVID or all of, all of those things? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely something that was a really hard moment and very challenging. And, and I think I'm still like unpacking a lot of that and like, Um, what that's meant, how it's changed our unit, how it's changed the whole nursing as a whole. Um, But I think like being able to see the Lord, like moving in that and working through me to be like the only people that my coworkers and patients saw some days. um, Yeah. was, was a, a really like meaningful experience that um, I think is still, showing some effects, like even now in the relationships that I have, like on my unit. Wow. Can you say a little bit more about how that's still impacting your relationships in your unit? Yeah, I think it just, um, it really deepened a lot of like connections that I had with, um, my coworkers at, at that point, like I was one of the more like senior nurses on the floor, I would say like not the most senior, but you know, there's still like a lot of newer nurses coming in. Um, And so I think when you're a new nurse, you obviously like look for the people who have been doing this for a while. (laughs) And uh, so I think I have a lot of strong relationships with them that have now like spanned outside of work and even like outside of our unit, like people who have moved on to like other jobs or other places, but I still see those people regularly. And I think that is like huge to me of like, okay, so even though we don't work together anymore, I still get to like speak into your life. You still get to see like how I live outside of work and what I do. Um, And I think that's led to some very like fruitful conversations about just like faith and worldview and life that I don't think there would have been if there wasn't such a stressful time that really got us all (laughs) like pushed us to our breaking point and allowed us to really share like how we were feeling um, in a very authentic way. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. When we reach the end of our limits, I feel like we're forced to reach out and ask for help and support. And it just brings out connection points and community that, you know, mm-hmm. are, are rare outside of those moments that push us to our limits. Um, you had a, another story. Yeah, there's a, a time like very early on in my career where I had, um, experienced my first code situation. So my first time where a patient stopped breathing, was unresponsive, and we had to resuscitate them. 
And sometimes, as far as codes go, like, not that any of them are good, but there are, like, ones that end better and ones that go better than others. And this was probably the worst that it could have gone. Like, there was just nothing that could have been done for this patient. And although we were, like, trying to do things, like, her situation kept getting worse. There was, like, a lot of blood. The family was in the room the whole time. Like, there's just a lot of pieces of it that made it, like, a very, like, traumatic experience, I feel like, for everyone that was there that day. And so I was having like, I was a new nurse. I didn't know how to process this. (laughs) Like, I was having a really hard time. And so I ended up calling someone who, uh, an older nurse who has been there before, that's also a Christian and just like cried to her. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I I just don't know like what's going on. And um, she was like, I want you to take some time and like, just go sit quietly alone and try to like imagine yourself back in that moment and like try to see like where was Jesus in that room Hmm. and so I did that and I felt like I felt like I saw Jesus just like being in the room like very peacefully in control of the whole situation and like comforting the family comforting like me and my coworkers and so that is um, something that I've carried through like my career when there's been a really hard situation is just taking the time to process that on my own and saying like okay Jesus like where were you in that room like where can I see you um, and it's been a really helpful like tool to just be able to work through some of that and yeah yeah that's so helpful and such a great you're right very applicable for Uh, anyone in nursing, especially new nurses who are facing, you know, their first codes, things that are, you know, very scary like that. Mm -hmm. Um, well, we put, before we got on here and started recording, you, uh, shared a little bit about just some concerns about the culture and field of nursing in this season. Could you share a little bit about those concerns and how you sense Jesus speaking into those spaces? Yeah, I think it's tough out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> For nurses. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I, I feel like I used to be like, everyone, it's so great to be a nurse. And I still think that, but I'm like, it's also really hard right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just a lot is changing. I think there's a lot of talk about really good things. Um, I will say the patients are a lot less thankful and a lot more aggressive. I think we deal with a lot more like, violence and um aggression Mm -hmm. from patients which has led to a lot of nurses being like why do we have to put up with this um and I think the responsibilities of like being a nurse keep increasing and Mm -hmm. you know you hear people talk about all the time like the pay doesn't so I think all of those things are there's a lot of good change coming to those things I think there's a lot of people working really hard to see those things change and to see the field grow in a way where we have to take care of less patients and um, have more time to spend with them and are like compensated fairly. But I think in order to get there, it's going to take a lot of hard work and being in it still, even when it's not glamorous. And so I see like Jesus coming into that as I feel like that's very similar to the Christian life. Like I think the Christian life is not always glamorous. It's not always like big things and big wins like like being a Christian is just showing up every day and continuing to faithfully do what the Lord has asked you to do and that's like kind of what nursing is right now like I haven't read the book but I always hear people talk about the book um long obedience in the same direction Mm -hmm. 
and I just feel like maybe that's all you need to know about the book. <laughs> um, <laughs> even, like, even just the title is inspiring. Just the title. I'm like, this is okay. This is what being a Christian is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that that is where nursing is. I think it's going in a very positive direction, but I think mm. being the person who's on the unit and able to be able to stay grounded and able to, you know, stand up for themselves, but not just get like pushed over the edge and, Mm-hmm. easily frustrated easily like just like crippled with anxiety like being able to give that to the lord and continue to care for people to the best of your ability like speaks volumes in a culture that that is not it that's not how people like deal with things um yeah i think there's a lot of opportunity to just like show who jesus is and care for people who need to be cared for even if it's not an ideal situation for yourself Yeah. I don't know if I'll keep this part in the podcast, but I'm just curious, why do you think patients are getting more aggressive, less grateful? I think was how you worded it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I think part of it, I think is culture at large. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's taken a long time to get here. I think as, I think as healthcare has evolved and had, as our culture has gotten to a place where everything is quick and fast. Um, A lot of the fixes for the problems that people come to the hospital are not quick and fast. And so I think that breeds a lot of like impatience. Um, I also think we have some like big health disparity problems in our country where people just don't have the access to like good health literacy, good like nutrition. Like if you don't know how to take care of yourself in the first place, like you're going to get diabetes. You're going to have heart failure. You're going to like, all those things are going to happen to you because we don't have the right resources and like environment for people to live in, to like grow up in a healthy way. So I think it's a lot of like culture. I think it's a lot of things that are way bigger than, you know, one person can fix. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we fix it. <laughs> I just know it's a problem. And I think a lot of it is just like, how our culture is, where it's heading. I think there's a lot of just like fast, fast, fast. Like I want this done now. I expect to be treated in this way. I expect to have like everything I want right when I want it. And that's just like not how the hospital works. (laughs) It's really hard to explain that to people who think that's how the hospital should work. Um, Or even how bodies work. I feel like we (laughs) treat ourselves like machines that we just need to gas up and go and tweak this button or you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's just not how it works that's, that's not how bodies work that's not how yeah. we're built yeah well I agree that it feels overwhelming it feels you know it feels tempting to ask well what do we do how do we fix it mm-hmm. and I feel like with any huge massive tangle of a problem that's systemic yep. and gargantuan you know the answer is you know to look to Jesus like yes we do need to take action but we need bigger wisdom than what mm-hmm. I know how to access on my own. Um, so I'm curious, you've shared, you've actually shared a couple of great spiritual practices already. Uh, just, I can tell you're a very much a person of prayer. You've mentioned a few different ways that you pray regularly as part of your nursing practice, but what other spiritual practices help you seek wisdom, uh, in an overwhelming profession and stay spiritually grounded? Yeah, I think, um, 
also this has evolved a lot <laughs> as <laughs> I've like gone through my career as I feel like most things do um I think the biggest thing I've learned is to take a lot of pressure like off of myself to have um very consistent rhythms I think like you usually hear people talk about like spiritual discipline and spiritual rhythms and they're like every day I wake up at five (laughs) and I read my bible and I'm like sitting here thinking like so what if I'm at work at 5 a.m and go Uh home at 7 a.m some days and then like other days I'm working in the daytime it just like that's just not a realistic thing (laughs) right as a nurse who works Mm -hmm. like inpatient which I think the vast majority of of nurses do or even as a nursing student like you know one day you're going to drive two hours to your clinical and do that and then the next day you're going to have class at a weird time like it's just hard to have something that looks like consistent like Mm -hmm. what I feel like a lot of other people talk about and so I think a lot of my spiritual growth over the past few years has been like freeing myself from that and being like, okay, so this doesn't have to look the same every single day. And so I have um, spent a lot more time and energy, like capitalizing on what it looks like on my days off to spend time, like in scripture, like I have a a devotional book right now that I like really am liking. That's like a short little like piece of scripture to like reflect on. And then a little commentary from the author and the whole idea of the book, it's called Fighting Words by Ellie Holcomb, who is also a singer, and I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole idea of the book is, like, we have scripture that we're supposed to, like, meditate on so that, like, it pours out from our lives. And so that's, like, why all the scriptures are so short is because they're meant to be, like, thought about for a full day. Um, and so I've really enjoyed that and just, like, you're like, I don't have to read three chapters of Matthew today. Like, I'm just going to read these two verses and think about what that means for me all day long. And that mm-hmm. has been like so life-giving for me. Um, and to just take the pressure off of myself of like, I have a 12-hour day today. When I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm i not a morning person. Like, I'm definitely not waking <laughs> up an hour before I go in at 7 a.m. I'm um, with you. <laughs> but like, the next day when I have the day off, like, sure, I'll get a cup of coffee and like read my little devotional and have like a nice morning. Also, like on days I've worked, I've been trying to like, I try to remind myself of those scriptures, like from the days when I'm off, um, or even just like certain scriptures I feel like are more like applicable to your day at work. Like mm-hmm. I really like to think about Colossians 3.12, which says like, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And like thinking about those things and being like, when I go into the room, like no matter how I'm feeling, the Lord like calls me to be compassionate, kind, humble, gentle, and patient. And I don't just get to decide that I'm not going to be kind today because I'm not feeling it. Like (laughs) the Lord is asking me to do that. Like, okay, like I need to like figure out how to do that. So that helps me stay grounded and not in my emotions or in like whatever throes of the day hold, like I'm more grounded and like, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. It lets you kind of like let go of all the things that you can't control. Yeah. Um, Also just being involved in my church (laughs) and being around people who aren't nurses. I think sometimes we as nursing students and nurses can get in this little bubble where we think nobody understands what I go through as a nurse, but Mm. like your other friends understand what it's like to be human and they understand Mm -hmm. what it's like to experience loss and hurt and frustration and anxiety and all of those things. Um, And so I think just, yeah, opening up to 
the others in my church and having that like consistent community of people um, is so important and really, mm-hmm. really grounding. Yeah. I love that. I love how your thoughts on spiritual practices kind of bring together some of the other themes that we've talked about today too, because you started out in the beginning sharing that a mentor cares more about who you are than what you can do. Mm-hmm. And I think spiritual practices can sometimes become so much about what we're doing. Like, am I, you know, checking off the box on my devotion or whatever. Um, but when we see it as something that's just part of who we are, I'm a person who gets up on my days off and has coffee and sits with the Lord and sits in the scripture. I'm a person who takes an opportunity to pray over a baby for 12 hours at my work shift. Like, um, you know, it's integrated with who we are and, and that we're human. Like we don't, we're not machines. We don't need to rush through, you know, we, it's not like there's a competition, read three chapters a day, you know, so that you can get to the end or something. It's, we can, I mean, I've had seasons where I've lingered in a scripture passage mm-hmm. for a week or more just cause it's so rich. It just keeps yeah. coming back up and the ways that it meditates in my life, just living out my day to day. It just, uh, you know, it just hasn't let go of me yet in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bethany, you've shared so much wisdom already. Any last pieces of advice that you'd like to share with nurses, students, or educators? Uh, I I would just say keep going. <laughs> like yeah. I said, it's it's hard out there right now. <laughs> and I long think obedience in the same direction. <laughs> long obedience <laughs> in the same direction. Keep going. Um, yeah, I think there's so much that the Lord can use you for um, in your school, in your workplace, in your life. Um, and I also just think about like, we have the opportunity to interact with so many people who don't know Jesus on a day-to-day basis. And that's an incredible opportunity. Um, and it's something to take, to take seriously. And and I'm not saying, you know, you have to go out to every single person you may be like, do you know Jesus? <laughs> but I think, you know, like, especially like your coworkers and classmates, like people you're around all the time, like, there is a lot of relationship there. And I think that the Lord is wise about who he puts us around and gives mm-hmm. us intentional people to interact with and build a relationship with and, and build roots around. And so I think, yeah, just keep going, take that seriously and take the opportunities that the Lord gives you because he will definitely give them. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bethany. This has just been a really rich conversation, and I really appreciate you taking the time to share your stories and wisdom with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. When Bethany was a student, her campus leader told her, I care more about who you are than what you do. Wow, what a good word for all of us to hold on to. A big part of who Bethany is, is a person of prayer. She shared story after story with us about her shifts being filled with prayer for her patients. She was constantly looking out for where Jesus was already in each room she entered. I hope you'll look out for that too on your next shift. Where is Jesus already at work in this room? And how can you join in through prayer? If you'd like to grow in prayer, check out our show notes for a link to our NCF Sunday night Zoom prayer meetings led by Christy Secor, our Director of Professional Ministries. And as always, thanks for listening.
Hey, thanks for joining us for another inspiring episode of Following Jesus in Nursing. We hope you've been encouraged and equipped in integrating your faith with your nursing practice. Be sure to check out our show notes for info about connecting with Nurses Christian Fellowship, as well as links and resources mentioned in today's episode. And remember, as you go about your work as a nurse, you are not alone. Jesus is right there with you, guiding your steps and using you to bring healing to those in need. Thanks for listening to Following Jesus in Nursing, and may your faith continue to be a light in the world of healthcare. care.